This is Express FM. Supported by City of Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. The performances of late just have not been good enough. You don't need me to tell you how the Fratton Park faithful feel about full time. Pure, unadulterated Pompey. Danny hasn't done it himself. The players need to perform on the pitch. We know these players are good enough. Action and reaction. There's the equaliser. Slow motion. It fires its way into the bottom corner. The new incoming manager needs to be able to deliver success quickly. Giving Pompey fans a voice. We've got to get out of this division and into the championship. Let's show some ambition. Get us a name. Let's get Pompey out of League One. It's been too long. This is the Football Hour. I cannot highlight how important this next two, three weeks are for the future of this football club. Just one league win in 15 attempts for Pompey. Bolton trying to work it round the corner. They've worked it into the box. They've worked a chance and they've worked a third goal. And Portsmouth have been opened up once again. There really is no way back for Portsmouth now. Bolton three, Portsmouth nil. However, after over a fortnight without a gaffer, the Blues have finally revealed Danny Cowley's successor. New head coach John Musinio features tonight. Absolutely thrilled to, to be here and you know everything that I was expecting coming into the city and coming into the football club has, has been matched and, and more. It's, it's just it's absolutely fantastic. The people have been great. As well as women's boss Jay Sadler, who gives his verdict on the appointment. If you look at him and, and his playing record, he's been a captain at near on every club he's been at. The chairman of the PFA, so obviously comes with credentials, he comes with leadership qualities too. And he obviously fits the mould of this kind of new modern framework that the club are building. We'll also found out why Musinho was appointed with sporting director Richard Hughes between now and seven. He's got a real brave leadership style about him and he's got a really clear identity and how he wants to play and, and, and we want to put somebody as head coach this football club that the wider community can be really proud of. We'll also speak to a supporter of Oxford United where John Musinio was poached from George. It tells us exactly what kind of person and the character that Musinio is. For him to go to a club that admittedly have got similar aims to Oxford United is going to be a massive challenge for him. But I think he's calm, he's meticulous in his planning and I just think his demeanour is one that players would want to play for him and want to do their best. He's an honest man and I think that'll serve him really well. 81400, our text number if you want to get involved between now and 7 o'clock. Plenty to get through and do start those messages with the word express you can email sport at expressfm.com tweet using at expressfm or visit facebook.com forward slash pompey live plenty of exclusive interviews to come over the course of the next hour or so as pompey finally have a new head coach we'll also preview tomorrow's visit of exeter city to fratton park welcome good evening to the football hour this is the football hour 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and the warmest of welcomes to yet another edition of the Footblower here on 93.7 Express FM. Sponsored as always by our good friends over at Stagecoach across the South. You can visit their website right now over at stagecoachbus.com to find out more information on the services they can provide to you in and around your area. So as you've just heard, there are plenty to get through over the course of the next hour or so here on Express FM. We're going to hear from 
the new head coach himself, John Musinho, as well as sporting director Richard Hughes. They both spoke to our very own Matt Drabble at Fratton Park earlier this afternoon. We're also going to hear the thoughts of women's boss Jay Sadler, as well as an Oxford fan as well. He gives the, the lowdown on the, the kind of character that John Musinho is and what he can bring to the South Coast. Um, before we do get started with this evening's show, however, um, I would like to um, send our condolences to the friends, the family, the loved ones of former Blues defender Anton Walks, who tragically lost his life earlier this week at the age of just 25. Anton Walks was an integral part of that Pompey team under Kenny Jacket, which won the Checker Trade Trophy at Wembley against Sunderland in 2019. He'd recently moved to Atlanta United in the MLS in the United States of America, and uh, more recently to Charlotte, where he's enjoyed so far uh, one season. Unfortunately, Anton lost his life earlier this week after a tragic boating accident whilst on a training camp in Miami. A uh, statement from the owner of Charlotte out in the MLS, David Tepper, reads everyone at Tepper Sports and Entertainment is devastated by the tragic passing of Anton Walks he was a tremendous son father partner and teammate whose joyous approach to life touched everyone he met Anton made those around him better people in all areas of life and represented Charlotte FC to the highest standard both on and off the pitch he will be greatly missed by many and our thoughts and prayers are with Anton's family during this heartbreaking time the club offers its full support to all of those impacted during this period of mourning. And once again, I'd like to send our condolences here from Express FM to the friends and family and former teammates of Anton Walks, the former Pompey defender who tragically lost his life earlier this week at the age of 25. OK, and moving on now to the football, moving on to Pompey. And before we hear from the likes of Jay Sadler, John Busenio, Richard Hughes and George, the Oxford fan as well, let's take a reminder of how Pompey got to this stage just one win in the last 15 league games. The highlights of Bolton Wanderers away last Saturday. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shooting! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He's gone! This is... You wouldn't believe it! Pompey Live. The Bolton players take the knee before the game. The Pompey players applaud. And we're underway for this League One encounter. And Bolton on the edge of the area. Williams is shot. It's going to fall for Charles. It's a great chance. And Dion Charles has scored. afternoon, Bolton 1, Portsmouth 0. Pompey have got a corner on the right-hand side. In it comes towards the edge of the six-yard box. Morrison, he's headed it wide. What an opportunity. Jeff Altrincham blows his half-time whistle and it's Bolton who will go into the break, leading by a goal signal as the rain starts whipping through. Dempsey driving to the dead moor line. Danger for Portsmouth here. Whipped in cross. Oluwemi drops it. Chance for Bolton. trying to work it round the corner. They've worked it into the box. They've worked a chance and they've worked a third goal. And Portsmouth have been open. 
whistle. I'm not really sure why, based on that performance. Maybe frustration that it's not a victory. But Pompey have been much improved today. They've gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with probably the best side in the league, and they're going to come away with a point. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. There you go, the lowlights of last Saturday's 3-0 defeat for Pompey away at Bolton Wanderers in League One. A result which leaves the Blues 15th in the current standings with exactly halfway of a season gone for Portsmouth Football Club. OK, no such dwelling upon that game tonight. We've had our say on that match on Monday evening and quite frankly, too much to get through between now and 7 o'clock. First of all, let's welcome on my two guests for this evening's conversation and a very good evening, first of all, to Jeff Harris, one of the three lads in the pub. Jeff, a very good evening to yourself and thank you very much for calling in tonight. Hi, Jake, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, pleased that we are here um, on the evening before a match day and, and Pompey finally announced the successor for Danny Cowley. John Musinio. Jeff, first of all, your thoughts on the appointment? Look, you know, as I said on Twitter earlier, the, it's not one's cup of tea. The decision's been made. It's now time to get behind John and the team and get this, get this, get this club back up in and around the playoffs. This really push it. You're not going to change the decision. The Eisners, the board, everyone uh, has made the decision. It's done. Let's just get on with it. Yeah, and John Messina, as, as we mentioned, uh, joining Pompey as Danny Cowley's successor uh, from Oxford United, Jeff, where he's not actually yet retired as, as a player in the Oxford United defender. He's taken up a coaching role uh, with the U's at the Kassam Stadium in 2021. He's always declared his interest in stepping up and becoming either the manager or a head coach at, at, a, at, a, at a League One team or any sort of team on a professional basis. Um, you look at some examples, Jeff, um, of managers, head coaches in this division, the likes of Liam Manning, Kieran McKenna, Joe Barton, Scott Brown. These are these are men who recently either retired from playing themselves or are currently in jobs which are their first ever uh, adopted jobs um, coming into you know coming into management, all sort of within their thirties, early forties, and John Mussinho fits that bill as well. And I think you look at the success, but maybe Plymouth Argyle having it at the top of the table with um, Stephen Schumacher um, and previously under Ryan Lowe. Um, you've got Ipswich Town as well, Kieran McKenna, even Sheffield Wednesday, Darren Moore, quite new to the management scene, given his chance at West Bromwich Albion, now moved on, of course, to Doncaster and Sheffield Wednesday. This is a gamble, Jeff, you've alluded to that, but is it a gamble you can understand why perhaps the club are taken? I, I, I can, and, and look, it's a brave new world, as they say, as the cliche goes, and they want to take this club into a new di direction. And, and when you listen to Andy Cullen and Rich Hughes, they, they kind of want to try something new. They want to try something different. Maybe maybe they've, they have written this season off. They're not going to come out and publicly say they've written this season off because there'll be even more uproar and everything else. <laughs> But if you are going to try something new, and I've long said this on the podcast, and I've even said it on, on the Football Hour, Jake, you, you may recall, it's like you get to the January window, and if it isn't working, hmm. you build in the January window ready for next season because it's a bit like Lincoln done a few seasons ago. They, they when um, I think it was Lincoln, when Appleton 
bought that team, bought the team they wanted for the following season in the January window, and they had the rest of the season to to get through. And and like the tail end of the season was essentially the pre-season. Now, if the club have, and I'm not saying they have gone, and they've conceded this season, making a bold appointment like this is giving. John Massinio and the team and the new players that will, may come in the chance to build. And and as much as we we wouldn't like that as a fan base, it's probably the right decision to make. Yeah. Jeff, thank you very much. We're also going to try and get Dean Adams on the show between now and seven o'clock. But before we welcome any of those guys back onto the into the conversation this evening, we're going to hear from women's head coach Jay Sadler. I caught up with him yesterday afternoon after the news had broke that Pompey were interested and very interested in appointing John Musinio as Danny Carley's successor. I first asked, asked Jay Sadler for his thoughts on the potential appointment. I find it really interesting. Obviously, it's not a name that's been touted by anyone. If you look at him and, and his his playing record, he's been a captain at near on every club he's been at, the chairman of the PFA. So obviously comes with credentials. He comes with leadership um, qualities too. And he obviously fits the mould um, of this this kind of new modern framework um, that, that, that the club are building. Every appointment a club makes comes with its own risks. And if you look at just look at the League One table right now and look who's sitting top and or in the top three, you look at Stephen Schumacher at, at Plymouth Argyle. He was a caretaker at, at Southport. He then became the caretaker at Plymouth Argyle um, when Ryan Lowe left. And then he took and he was uh, what a, a League One or championship midfielder with no previous experience. Then you look down at Kieran McKenna. Yes, he's had credential at, at Man United, at co- at coaching um, within their academy, but he didn't have any prior managerial experience of taking over at a big club. Um, and then you look at Darren Moore. Again, he was offered an opportunity at West Bromwich Albion with no previous managerial experience. I mean, he's now at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, you could argue that Sheffield Wednesday brought him in after he's had time at Doncaster and West Brom. However, met West Brom had to make, um, you could say, took the risk on him in, in the first place. And you could carry on the list's endless. You look at Mark Bonner at Cambridge, very similar. Scott Brown at Fleetwood, Joey Barton at Fleetwood, now at Bristol Rovers. These are people that have come into to managerial roles or head coach roles without prior experience. Um, Daryl Clark, he was given an opportunity um, at Bristol Rovers, prior, previously only managing at Salisbury. Rob Edwards did a fantastic job at Forest Green. Again, he only had half a year at AFC Telford and, and now, he's, now he's at Luton Town. So you don't have to have managerial experience in credentials. Um, all of the three or the main names that were spoken about, Liam Manning, he, he was given an opportunity at Lommel, again, with no previous managerial or coaching ex- or managerial experience, only having coached at Ipswich and, and West Ham. Um, similar to, to Ian Foster, he's only coached at, at the England youth international level. So they're going down a different route now. Um, it's all about coaching. It's about coaching credentials. When you're out on that pitch, can you stamp your ideologies um, into a team and play a specific way? Portsmouth have obviously spoken about having a, a specific identity with the ball and against the ball. And now it'll be down to the new head coach to come in and to bring in and recruit players. He's obviously got a good network, having been the chairman at the PFA. Uh, at the PFA. So now it's about recruiting the right people to fit the strategies and the profile. And I think it's down to everyone to get behind him. 
There we go then, uh, Pompey women's boss Jay Sadler with his thoughts on the appointment of uh, John Lucinio, not to be, of course, confused with Jose Mourinho. Um, Jeff, um, we just heard from Jay there, and of course we know reported from earlier this week from our good friends and colleagues at reports of news that the likes of Liam Manning, Ian Foster, they appear to be perhaps the, the top two candidates for Andy Cullen, Richard Hughes, and, and the owners of Portsmouth Football Club to go forward with to succeed Danny Cowley. John Moussinho's name cropped up really surprisingly towards the end of the week. Forgetting John Moussinho himself now just for a moment, Jeff, uh, the, the likes of Liam Manning, Ian Foster, would they have been names that have maybe would have interested you a little bit more? It appears Jeff doesn't want to talk anymore, so we'll try and get Jeff uh, back. No, on. I am here. You are here. Oh, you just ignored me. Cheers, Jeff. I know, mate. I'm in my car. <laughs> well, I, I say I'm in my car. I'm not. I'm actually at having a walk in the fields ground watching Reese, my son, play uh, train for Hayling. Uh, and I'll probably see Jay Sadler in a minute. So, um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I had my phone on mute and I was talk- talking away to you and I forgot to unmute Brilliant. You. So, I just mentioned, <laughs> Jeff, about um, Ian Foster, Liam Manning. Those names were thrown about earlier in the week. Forgetting John Moussinho for just a moment, w- w- would Liam Manning, Ian Foster, would they have attracted you or, you know, your, your sort of ambitions to this club going forward? Would they have been good appointments? Yeah, I think Ian Foster, he's coached at the club before. You know, he he did want to stay at Pompey and do the England coaching job at the same time. I believe Paul Cook didn't want that to happen, so that's why he went to, went to the FA and, and coached full-time for the youth levels. Look, he would have been a good appointment, in my opinion. Um, the ironic thing is, I, I've seen someone constantly bemoan about Dane Scarlett, and then in the next tweet said, just imagine if we got Ian Foster, the wealth of untapped... England youth talent we would have, and I was like, what? Just like Dane Scarlett. So, <laughs> you know, you, the irony doesn't escape me, but the, you know, I think Ian Foster would have been a good appointment, mm. but he's not the manager. John Massinho is the manager. Yep, so it's all, it's all it, it, you know, irrelevant, really. Mm. Wanted to touch upon it a little bit, Jeff, because we've not had time to do so. Um, Liam Manning, Ian Foster, there's a lot of news broken over the last couple of days since um, our last show here uh, at Express FM. I, I do believe we should have Dean Adams joining us on my phone lines now, Dean. I know there's been a few technical hiccups. Dean, can you confirm your presence? No. <laughs> we will get Jake, Dean. Jake, it's every time I join you on the football hour, something always happens. Kremlin's every single time Jeff comes on the football. We will try and get Dean uh, uh, during the ad break, which is coming up in just a moment time. So let's give him time to redial back in. We'll hear from Dean Adams and Jeff Harris in the next part of the football hour, as well as new head coach himself, John Moussinho, who was previously explaining his time at Fratton Park and using the fans as an example to try and help reinvigorate this team to the success they deserve this season. I always used to love coming here as an opposition player until we started playing and you feel the full force of, of the away fans. And that was, again, something that I think that really attracted me in the first place. And I know that the fans will feed off the team, but I'm also saying, look, look to the fans, you know, you've got to you've got to help us it would be brilliant you don't know how influential I'm sure they do how influential they can be how difficult it can be as an opposition player playing at Fratton Park and not just that how much of a boost it is for home players as well John Musinio's first interview with Express FM as the new Pompey head coach to come in the next part of the football hour as well as more from myself Jeff Harris and hopefully Dean Adams when we return in just a few moments time this is the football hour 93.7
Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a Night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your Night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome along back to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, driven to you as always by Stagecoach across the South. You join myself here, Jake Smith, alongside Jeff Harris, and I believe now Dean Adams joins us on the phone lines here on Express FM. Dean are you there? And hear you. Yeah. We will try and get Dean in a second. Um, yep. Yeah, Jake hello, is Dean. is there ready. Is. Dean, hello, yes, Dean. <laughs> Dean Adams. No, we had you for a second. We had him for a second. We've got our producer Connor working very hard in the studio next door to get him. We had him. We had him. Jeff, we had him. You're still there, aren't you? Please help me. Yes, mate. <laughs> Uh, Jeff, um, look, John Mussinho, uh, who arrives, of course, from Oxford United, um, played against Pompey a few times, so he'll know exactly, as we just heard of a tease from him a few moments ago before the break, he'll know exactly what the Fratton Park crowd can do, both for their own club and, and really to affect the opposition team. And he clearly gets that kind of unity the fans have got and that kind of impact they can have. How do you think he can sort of transfer his skills that he's got, having coached at Oxford for the last sort of 18 months, over to his time at Pompey now? He's got a big big task on his hands, but hopefully the new manager bounce will uh, will kick in and, and the players will respond. We heard Michael Molson saying the other day that someone needs to come in and pick, pick this group up. Uh, hopefully, hopefully they... They've, they've got a bit of zest about them now, a bit of reinvigoration. They they go into tomorrow. It's a new dawn. Some of those players have got fresh starts. Now, we don't know what happens behind closed doors in the training ground, so on and so forth. But you can imagine there, there would have been one or two players would have want to have started more games, would want to play more games, come on, be involved in more games. And those players have got a point to prove now. Each one of those players in that squad have have got to play for their 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 place. You may find that someone who's been someone like Piggott, for example, who's been out out in the cold, may now get a run of games. Curtis may get a run of games. Um, so look, it's a fresh start for everyone. Everyone now should be trying 100, 110, 120 percent to get into that starting eleven. Yeah. Um, right. Looking ahead to tomorrow then, Jeff, Exeter City at Fratton Park. Of course, John Messino only announced this morning. He's not going to have enough time, really, having had one training session to have that much of an impact on this team. But in the long run, how do you think that John Messino is separated by Danny Cowley? You know, what, what, can, what do you think he can bring to this role that, that maybe Danny Cowley couldn't? Do you think his recent time as a player... And I mean, really recently played uh, as early as or as recently as November in the FA Cup against Woken. Do you think that sort of recent experience he can bring that to his game to help help Pompey forward? I think so. You know, I joked yesterday. I think can he play right of the back three? Um, but uh, you know, 
he, he's got recent playing experience. He's, from all the Oxford fans I've spoken to, uh, from what I've read, um, from the Oxford fans about him on various articles, they all say he's a natural natural leader. He's, he's very articulate. There's been a few games Oxford have, have really struggled today instead of Carl Robinson coming out and facing the press. It was John Massinho who came out and faced the press now for, OK, he's club captain, he was the, he was the you know, on-field skipper as well. Trying to tell me something. That's leadership. That's, that's, that's leadership. That's, that's, that's taking accountability and responsibility. Now, if, he, if he's doing that as a player, you would hope that, you know, that would come across from uh, being a manager now, being a coach, head coach, onto the team, and, and hopefully some of those players can step up. And, and we've all said it in recent weeks that it seems like there's a lack of accountability and responsibility going on in that team. Mm. And, I, and you said just then, you know, he's only had a day to affect the team. I think with him just being in the building, like I said just a minute ago, these players were now, you would hope, be putting in 110, 120% to impress him to get a run of games. So yeah. just being in the building, just being, you know, under a, a fresh pair of eyes will hopefully have the impact on the players. Yeah, uh, let's get a few uh, a few text tweets and emails in. Then Tim and Old Portsmouth, uh, in his opinion, says another cheap, unproven manager. The club is already rowing back on playoff expectations this season. This could get uh, very ugly very quickly, says Tim in Old Portsmouth. Graham Snow um, on the emails has got in touch. Says I think everyone should get behind the club and support the new manager and get behind the club. Not planning protests this weekend against the Arsenal's Andy Carden and the board, etc. Says Ga- Graham Snow uh, on the emails. There, let's try one. One more time, Dean Adams on the Football Hour this evening. Welcome. No, it's not happening, is it? It's not happening, Jeff. Um, right, let's... <laughs> it's not the first time me nah, you've done a show he's on just, our own. He's just trying to avoid... No, it wouldn't be. No, it wouldn't be. He's just trying to avoid me, mate. He really is. Um, let's hear from John Mussino himself then. Now, he spoke to Matt Drabble at uh, Fratton Park earlier this afternoon, shortly after his appointment was announced on social media. His very first interview with Express FM. First of all, John, welcome to Portsmouth and your thoughts on what is surely an exciting move. Yeah, my thoughts are exactly that. A really exciting move. You know, absolutely thrilled to, to be here. And, you know, everything that I was expecting coming into the city and coming into the football club has, has been matched and, and more. It's, it's just, it's absolutely fantastic. The people have been great. I've obviously been around Fatton Park and around the training ground and, and it's been absolute whirlwind. But, uh, you know, so far, really exciting times and just looking forward to getting on with the job. What did the process look like to, to bring you to this moment? Yeah, so it was really interesting. I I knew I knew Rich, so I knew Rich Hughes from from the pro license. There was there was quite a bit that um, Rich did as as a sporting director coming in to speak to all the candidates on on the pro license. And I I got to know him there and and, and spoke to him through throughout the throughout the course, and and essentially you know figured out pretty quickly that we were, we were aligned on the way that we would do things in a, in a football club. And and I signalled to him that I had a real desire to be a head coach or a manager one day, um, and you know that sort of obviously then I guess sort of stood on his mind for um, for a little bit and, and I think Rich sort of suggested me as a as a candidate for, for the process and, and once that once that came about um, you know went through the went through the process that Andy's outlined which was you know, really vigorous and, and extensive um, and you know, culminated in me sitting here today so it was it was you know it was uh, it was it was significant 
it was um, it was tough, but I, I like that. I'm, I'm glad. I, I feel on the, on the other end that actually the, the club have done everything um, in their powers to to appoint the best possible candidate. What was the experiences you had of Portsmouth, obviously before being announced as manager, maybe in your playing days? Yeah, I'm terrible as an opposition player. <laughs> terrible, and and that's that was a big part of the attraction that that you come to the ground and I'm as a as a football fan who grew up in White Hart Lane didn't grow up in White Hart Lane but I grew up supporting Tottenham and was a season ticket holder love the old grounds and, and what you've got here is that the combination of, of the history of the ground the ability to, to redevelop which is which is absolutely brilliant so um, there's there's all of that there and, and I always used to love coming here as an opposition player until we started playing and you feel the full force of, of the away fans and that was again something that I think that really attracted me in the first place we really have to get on top of that as as a team and I know that the fans will feed off the team but I'm also saying look, look to the fans you know you've got to you've got to help us it would be brilliant you don't know how influential I'm sure they do but how influential they can be how difficult it can be as an opposition player playing at Fratton Park and not just that how much of a boost it is for home players as well and um, already taken training this morning what were your reflections on that first experience with the squads great it was it was pretty short and sharp we we didn't want to put too much into into the lads in terms of uh, in terms of running and in terms of distances so it was just about introducing myself having a bit of fun handling the ball getting a couple of principles in there and, and then picking the team and, and going through a bit of shape uh, so you know really good first impressions all the lads were really engaged they all made sure that the the session was was in, was enjoyable they, they got on with it um, they put themselves into it and you know one of those things coming on Friday I had to pick a team but thankfully everybody understood that and, and that will be something that's long term anyway and, and we'll make sure that I speak to all of the players and, and you know, they know their exact position in the squad going forward. You mentioned the word there principles, how would you sum up for a fan that might be curious what is your coaching style and what are your coaching principles? Yeah, so I think a really good question in terms of in terms of principles and in terms of principles of play what, what we really want to see is, is front footed aggressive football and that's not just on uh, out of, that's not just out of possession in terms of how we press and how we win the ball back and how we win the ball back when we give the ball away it's also in terms of what we do after that and on the counter attack we want to play forward we want to play quickly and when we do have the ball we want to be patient when we have to be patient and we want to be pragmatic and direct when we have to be so I understand I've, I've probably summed up what sounds like the ideal method of football there but that's what we need to aim for that's the you know, that's the absolute sort of pinnacle of where we want to get to so that's going to be that's going to be a big part of it in terms of principles of coaching style I would be like this anyway but I'm, I'm very much um, sort of firmed in the fact that it's, it's really important to have relationships with with players and um, to make sure that they know that they're valued and to make sure they know that I'm there to improve them I'm, I'm not here for me I'm there to improve them I'm here to make their careers better I'm here to make them better players and overall that will make Portsmouth a better football club that's what I'm here for uh, I'm here to you know, take Portsmouth to the level that the football club wants to be at and um, you know, can only do that by cultivating better players and playing that playing style. A man you'll be working closely with is Richard Hughes. You've been named as a head coach, not a manager. How do you anticipate the balance of responsibilities with sporting director Richard Hughes? Yeah, so I think it's going to be a, a really good partnership. Uh, I think it's going to be a really important partnership, probably the most important partnership for me going forward at the football club. and and. And you know, Rich and I have signalled that you know we, we pretty much want to be in each other's pockets every day, pushing each other on on everything, and I'm um, guiding each other on everything as well. And and so you know, working uh, for and with someone like Rich was a was a huge huge pull for me in the job. I don't want to be a manager who has to control everything and has to micromanage and, and has to take care of uh, things that 
actually take away from being able to coach the football team um, and also I do want to be uh, a manager that doesn't make sorry I don't want to be a manager that makes sort of short term decisions that are in my interest and not in the football club's interest and what I want to do is obviously in the ideal make every decision in the best term in the best long term interest of, of Portsmouth Football Club and, and I think I've been given the, the scope to be able to do that so I don't have to be selfish because it's a long term appointment and I think when you marry those two things up that's the recipe for success that's definitely the recipe for success for, for modern day football clubs um, and one thing we do know is, is Rich knows how to do that um, he's got a history of, of managerial appointments um, like Rob that have, that have gone brilliantly well so uh, I think you know everyone's in excellent hands John Moussinia there speaking to Matt Drabble at Fratton Park earlier this afternoon. His first interview as Pompey head coach with Express FM. Um, Jeff Harris joins me on the show this evening. Jeff, I'm afraid to say we've, we've given up on Dean. We did try uh, very hard during the previous ad break. During that interview, there are some technical hiccups. Um, don't believe to be our end. Um, we've got you. You're fine. Um, but uh, no, we'll, we'll get Dean's thoughts on the next edition of the Footblower. I'm very sure of that. So, Jeff, it is just two of us going rogue between now and seven o'clock. We've only got 25 minutes, so and we've got plenty of interviews to get through as well. Jeff, um, before we do move on, uh, Jeff, uh, have, you, have you heard the inaugural song that John Massino had to sing whilst he was signing for Stevenage? This was somewhat 11 12 years ago. Have you heard it? It's, it's been, it's, I, I saw the video the other day, yeah. It's been doing the rounds on social media from Soccer AM. Here it is. And, and I think the real question, Jeff, will Johnny be good? Will he be good for Pompey? Look, you know, <laughs> we've, got, we've, got, we've got to give him time, haven't we? Like I said, this, this squad's frail on confidence, frail on frail on ideas and, and everything else. So, look, if he can hit the ground running, great. You know, he, he's, he's been coaching at Oxford. This, I think this team needs freshening up. This team needs some fresh impetus, some fresh ideas. And if you can get those across, across sooner rather than later, we've got an outside chance. But it, if we don't get anything, if we don't get three points on Saturday, hmm. those playoffs are further and further away. And, and like I said, you've really got to be start to be looking at, at next season. Andy Cunning keeps saying we've got games in hand. Yeah, Bolton, who've just lost two twice, Barnsley... <laughs> Also in the playoffs, mm. you know, so they're not they're not easy games. You can't when when we were flying and we were you know third or fourth or whatever. You say we've got two games in hand. They looked very winnable games. Now you're going to face Bolton for the third time. So that hopefully it works out. This is this is this has to be a long term appointment. We've got to be patient. I know fans are uh, are not exactly happy but if he goes out there tomorrow and we go a goal up within 10 minutes 10 15 minutes mm. fan parts going to be sitting in his name we get all three points people are going to start to think okay well, you know 
we could build on something here. Yeah. But the question for him, for me, will be if the play, if the players put in a really good performance, why couldn't they do that several weeks ago? Yeah, uh, plenty more getting in touch on social media to Lyndon Mayo. Good luck to John Mussino. Let's hope he is good at hide and seek because our players have been hiding for the last couple of months. Let's give him a chance to turn this downward spiral around. Hopefully we can still do some business in this transfer window. Play up Pompey, Lyndon Mayo on the emails and speaking of transfer window, um, goalkeeper uh, Matt Macy, uh, previously of Arsenal Luton Town, has been reported to be apparently on John Mussino's radar. Of course, uh, the Blues have not quite replaced Josh Oluwemi after he was recently recalled from his loan by West Bromwich Albion. Josh Olu- uh, sorry, Josh Griffiths, that was. Josh Oluwemi was in between the sticks at Bolton last weekend in his place, making his Football League debut. Elsewhere uh, on the emails, Dave Byrne says, Good evening, Jake. With no Chris Wilder in the frame, I was interested in the appointments of either Ian Foster or Liam, uh, Liam Manning. And I guess I feel much the same about John Mussino, even if it was out of the blue. The job at Pompey is huge and let's not pile pressure on the man with any negativity towards his appointment or have higher than reasonable expectations between now and May. You cannot please everybody when announcing a new manager or head coach and that would have been true for whomever we appointed as that role. It's a tough time to take it on as a typical Pompey fan and typical of us. uh, We are rarely allowed to lose complete interest in a season by achieving mid-table mediocrity from halfway through. When life at the top fails us, you can always rely on the team to switch attentions to the other end of the table. There is no in-between with this team. I don't think over the past six decades we have so disappointingly turned a season around the way we have this time. There needs to be at least a tweak to our club policy and philosophy because, as we know, we keep repeating the same thing year after year uh, will at best only produce the same results. I wish our new head coach and his staff the very best of luck. Let's give them a chance as we uh, and be unwavering, sorry, in our support to both them and the team. Play up Pompey Dave on the emails, sending his best wishes to the new head coach, John Mussino. Let's get a bit more of an inside track into the new boss then. The 36-year-old joins Pompey as their head coach. His first managerial role after leaving Oxford United uh, hasn't actually retired as a player yet, but we spoke to Oxford United fan George Dugdale and got his opinion on the appointment of John Mussino. My initial reaction to find out that Moose had been linked to the Pompey job was admittedly one of surprise, but not because I don't think he can do the job. It's just the timing's a bit of a shock with Pompey needing results and obviously Moose currently being a a coach and working his way through the ranks at Oxford United, it feels like a big move for them to make, but he's a very highly regarded person both at Oxford and in the wider game with his role at the PFA. I don't think anybody really could begrudge him the chance to, to take a higher role. The shame really is that I always think we had him earmarked as Carl Robinson's replacement as and when that would happen just as a man who knew the club inside out from his role as a player, captain and being on the coaching staff for such a long time. It felt like a natural move to stay at a club where everybody knows you and you actually already have that respect and you don't have to earn it. But for him to go to a club that admittedly have got similar aims to Oxford United is going to be a massive challenge for him. But I think he's calm. He's meticulous in his planning. He's been in charge of the set pieces at Oxford United for a number of years and they have improved, despite what some may say. And I just think his demeanour is one that players would want to play for him and want to do their best. He's an honest man and I think that'll serve him really well. So like I said, I don't think anybody will begrudge him the chance. Oxford and Pompey both want to be at the top end of the table sooner rather than later. But if he does get the job, best wishes to him and he's been a fantastic servant to our club. 
And a big thank you to Oxford United fan George Dugdale for providing his opinion on the departure of John Moussinho from Oxford United, but the arrival of John Moussinho to Fratton Park as Pompey's new head coach. And when we return from this very quick and very, very soon break, we're going to hear also from Sporting Director Director Richard Hughes. He talks about the confidence the ownership has on him to get the right people through the door and the resources they're given to do so. When we had the conversation about Riley Towler and we spoke about the profile and the opportunity versus the cost, they they didn't hesitate and that's and that's the most rewarding thing for for myself and 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 the rest of the the senior management that we have that relationship with them more to come when the football hour reaches its conclusion right after the break this is the football hour 93.7 express fm the new stagecoach flexi 5 a bus ticket that works when you do for those who travel often but not every day these new flexible bus tickets are available as flexi 5 Bundles of five day riders for the price of four. And Flexi 10. Bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach Bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back for the final time tonight to the Footblow here on Express FM, brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South. You can download their app right now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store. You can track your bus on a live map and even prepay for your ticket as well. Myself and Jeff Harris on the show between now and 7 o'clock. We've already heard from the likes of Jay Sadler, Oxford United fan George Dugdale and the New Blues head coach himself, John Moussinho. And in a few moments' time, we're going to be hearing from Sporting Director Richard Hughes on the appointment. But first, a closer look at this weekend's opposition for Pompey at Fratton Park, Exeter City, with our very own Connor Mosley. It's back to Fratton Park for the first time since Danny Cowley's dismissal for Pompey as a new era beckons for the Blue Army. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Portsmouth have secured just one victory in their previous 15 attempts in League One and are without a win in their last 10, last picking up maximum points away at Forest Green Rovers back in October. They'll be looking to put their trouble pass behind them this weekend after a difficult couple of weeks both on and off the pitch. Exeter City are the opponents at PO4. Manager. The Grecians have been guided by 40-year-old Gary Caldwell since late October when Matt Taylor left St James's Park to go and manage at Rotherham United. Caldwell, who plied his trade as a defender across a playing career which spanned 14 years, has since led Exeter to four victories from 13 games in charge. The former Coventry City, Hibernian and Celtic centre-back had experience in the dugout with three different clubs prior to his appointment in Devon, having managed Wigan Athletic, Chesterfield and Partick Thistle between 2015 and 2019. One to watch. Exeter's number nine, Jay Stansfield, is our one to watch this weekend. The 20-year-old is the son of former fan favourite at St James's Park, Adam Stansfield, who sadly passed away in 2010 following a short battle with cancer. The forward was part of the youth setup at Exeter until 2019, when he made the switch to the capital to represent Fulham. He turned pro a year later and has so far made five senior appearances for the Cottagers. Stansfield returned to his boyhood club on a season-long loan from Fulham back in September and has since contributed to four goals and five assists in League One. 
The Grecians had previously retired his father's number nine shirt, but gave Jay the honour of representing it upon his arrival this season. Top scorer. The last time these two sides met less than a month ago on Boxing Day in Devon, Jamaican forward Giovanni Brown was Exeter's leading scorer with nine goals to his name. Brown has since scored one goal, but it has been overtaken on the top scorer's charts by teammate Sam Nombe. Though the 28-year-old does remain a threat and someone the Blues will need to keep tabs on. Nombe has bagged three goals since that goalless draw at St James's Park in December, scoring twice in a high-scoring victory over Bristol Rovers before scoring the only goal of the game in a 1-0 away win at Oxford United. The 24-year-old dons the number 10 shirt for the Grecians. Current form. Whilst Pompey have lost four of their last five matches since that meeting with Exeter on Boxing Day, this weekend's visitors can boast a much more impressive run of form. They're unbeaten in four, including that stalemate with the Blues. In the three games that have followed, Gary Caldwell's side have secured victory in two before being held to a one-all draw with Forest Green Rovers in their most recent outing. The two victories they came away from home, one in a dramatic 4-3 win at Bristol Rovers in a match they had trailed by three goals to two up until the 85th minute. The other less exciting, but a victory nonetheless by one goal to nil at Oxford United. Exeter sitting 10th in League One after 26 games played, five points behind the playoff positions, 11 points clear of the relegation zone as things stand. Can Pompey reignite their season? Or will the Blues' winless run in the league be extended to 11 games? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. Big thank you to Connor Mosley there with a closer inspection on this week's opposition, Exeter City, who the Blues play host to tomorrow afternoon at Fratton Park. Pompey Live returns from 2pm live from PO4 uh, for John uh, Musinio's first game in charge of Pompey. We haven't really got a lot of time to actually preview that game, which is bizarre but we do have a full preview of that match on our website expressfm.com and of course tomorrow from Pompey Live uh, you can join us from 2 o'clock with all of the build up as well as of course reaction more reaction to the appointment of John Musinio as Pompey's new head coach some tweets as well Eric Eisner who says just FYI John was not picked because he was the cheap option he was picked because we thought he is the best choice every time we talked to him the more impressed we became by him we are happy to welcome John and have him work with Rich Hughes to build and lead the first team forward. Eric Arsenal's thoughts coming out on social media uh, relating to the appointment of John Mussino as Pompey head coach then. And Eric Arsenal mentioned there uh, sporting director Richard Hughes and he caught up uh, with Matt Drabble earlier this afternoon who first asked what characteristics John Mussino has that attracted him to the club and made them want to appoint him. Passion, leadership, um... An identity, I think, would be the three key ones. I think you, you when you get to speak to him, you, he understands players. He's he's fresh out of that box, so to speak, and he understands what's important for modern players. He's got a real brave leadership style about him, and he's got a really clear identity and how he wants to play. and 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 we want to put somebody as head coach of this football club that the wider community can be really proud of and, and create those bonds that we alluded to and, and also produce a, a good style of football that people are going to want to watch and want to get behind and and help the wider vision of the football club to, to keep making progress on and off the pitch to, to drive us back to where we all want to be. Could you give us a little bit of an insight into the extent, the process of this hunt for a new manager? Because we understand it wasn't always the simplest one. Having been it and been part of this process a few times, they rarely are and there's 
you if you spend a period of time looking for something you have moments where you have to check and challenge yourself and the other people involved in a process that okay do we all believe in what we're speaking about are we all aligned and we've been really conscious that when we've had conversations with people we were um between the three of us myself Andy and Tony we would never sort of cross-reference each other until we'd sort of compiled notes and so there was no we kept trying to keep everyone's individual opinions separate um and we we kept working back to what we'd identified and what we felt and what we'd spoke to the ownership about was really important in this appointment and and it gave us a really good anchor point to go back to to go okay does person x fit the criteria of of some of the things we spoke about and that's what we were looking for and that's what we believe we found in john you mentioned two words there, alignment and ownership. How greater involvement did the Eisners have in this appointment and what was the correspondence with them like throughout this process? Since my time I've been at the football club, the correspondence with the ownership has been brilliant. Um, they want to see an understanding, but they're very keen to, to back people. And, and when we sort of... Sorry, not to segue your question, I will go back to... But when we had the conversation about Riley Towler and we spoke about the profile and the opportunity versus the cost, they they didn't hesitate. And that's and that's the most rewarding thing for, for myself and, and, and the rest of the, the senior management, that we have that relationship with them. And, and they they approved the criteria they allowed us to go and identify people that we felt best fitted and then they were involved as well in speaking to um into speaking to john and getting that understanding and and fortunately they saw the same qualities that we'd seen and and w- were happy with the the work that had gone in and also the outcome and then when we heard from Andy Cullen earlier, he spoke about references and people going to references about John and hearing about him from people that knew him from the game. I imagine those references were quite glowing. Yeah, and I think probably you don't always get the full extent of it until an appointment's made and then you get the phone messages from people that have worked with him and and I really don't want to heap the pressure on John, but like the phrase that I've probably seen a few times today was destined like people believed because of his leadership qualities that that this was something that was going to be a path that that John was going to follow and and now it's it's the pressure's on us as a club to give him those opportunities to be really successful in this head coach role and and we're delighted to all be going into that together and I suppose an appointment that's been described as brave, but with that bravery now comes an overwhelming excitement from yourself and, and everyone at Portsmouth Football Club. I, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to three o'clock tomorrow. I, I look look forward to three o'clock on most Saturdays at Fratton Park because it's an incredible atmosphere. But yeah, it is it's it, it is brave, but to the same extent it's not because we believe in John, and that's the bit I can't stress enough. We've once he'd spoken to all parties at the football club and we felt that there was that real alignment and he felt as much as we wanted him, he wanted to be here. We're, we were all delighted to get it done and it's it, it's a privilege to be sat next to him and, and even today just working with him has been thoroughly enjoyable and, and we'll never ever take for granted the fortunate positions we're in in football clubs where we get to go through these highs and the lows and that, that's probably both the beauty and the pain of the game as well. Richard Hughes speaking to Matt Drabble earlier this afternoon in relation to the appointment of John Musenia as Pompey, uh, new as a new Pompey head coach rather at Fratton Park, taking charge of his first game tomorrow against Exeter City. Um, 
Jeff, we, we heard from Rich Hughes there um, in regards to really the, the kind of resources he's been given, as well as the new head coach and Andy Cullen too, to try and pull the right kind of players to his football club, attract the right kind of head coach, the funds that are being made available to them. There have been question marks and concerns regarding these sort of issues, but Richard Hughes seems to have maybe squashed them within that interview. I always say you have to back up words with actions. Um, so, yeah, look, I'm sure we'll make one or two signings. We're pretty much at the at squad cap. Um, obviously, you can have loads of players under under 23, whether we mm. will sign those players. Um, but look, there was an account on Twitter said who, who rumoured about John Massimo two, three days ago. Um, and all, and has also tweeted that there's a League of Ireland defender that that John Massimo is kind of interested in. Yeah. So that would be interesting if that one that that one does come off because it would suggest that a defender would be leaving. Yeah, uh, Jeff, thank you very much. Very quickly before we do leave you, a score prediction: Pompey versus Exeter. First game for John Massimo. Uh, I said on the podcast one 0 either way, but I think we're actually going to win two 0 Thank you very much, Jeff. Uh, do stay there. We're going to say goodbye to you properly in just a moment, Jeff. OK, Pompey Live returning this weekend, Saturday, 2 o'clock, live from Fratton Park, as John Mussinio leads the Blues for the very first time. Pompey take on Exeter City in match day number 24 in League One. Can the return up to the table continue? It is live from two. All the unmissable action. This is... Pompey Live. Pompey's dismal run of form shows no signs of stopping. Bolton trying to work it round the corner. They've worked it into the box. They've worked a chance and they've worked a third goal. And Portsmouth have been opened up once again. We'll keep hoping though. Pompey host Exeter in League One at Fratton Park next. Join us for all of the unmissable action Saturday afternoon from two. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. And a big thank you to Jeff Harris for joining us on the Foot Lab this evening. Jeff, thank you very much. It's been great to have you. Sorry that it it ultimately was just the two of us in the end. But uh, no, you've been a star as usual. Thank you very much. No problem. And also a big thank you to Dean Adams. He did spend a very good 35 minutes trying to get hold of us this evening. Unfortunately, wasn't to be. And we'll get him on, I'm sure, very, very soon. So a big thank you to both Jeff and Dean for their contributions to this evening's show. Big thank you to John Moussinho for allowing us to interview him today. Thank you to Richard Hughes, Jay Sadler and the Oxford United supporter as well. George Dugdale for his contribution to this evening's edition of the Football Hour and a big hand to Matt Drabble who conducted those interviews with uh, John Moussinho and Richard Hughes at Fratton Park early this afternoon. You can actually listen back to those interviews and extended versions of them as well. You heard them here on the Football Hour. You're probably going to hear them again on Pompey Live tomorrow but they are even longer and Matt will be uploading them to the expressfm.com website so you can hear the full extent of both interviews with Moussinho and Richard Hughes as well in the coming hours so do stay tuned to expressfm.com and at expressfm on Twitter and Facebook as well to get updated with them. Connor Mosley is back with Express Floor for this right after the news at 7 but for now Pompey fans thank you for listening it's been a pleasure as always take care have a great weekend stay safe and play up Pompey. Good night.